Bob Iger's shower is outfitted with newspaper clippings that are framed on the wall of all the acquisitions he has done. Oh, it's a jerk-off shower. Ready the Armada. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Me, 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 me. Oh, love, love those mouth sounds. Uh, gotta give you the mouth sounds. How Always. are you all feeling? It is a great day to be with y'all. Um, Marcus is eventually going to show up. You might notice that he is not here currently, but he is eventually going to show up. Uh, he had a work commitment Thanks. that is taking him a little bit behind schedule. And you know what? Work happens, and it is what it is. Thanks. So we were. He'll get here when he gets here. We're, um, we're not robots, okay? No. We're not robots. No, we can't be. That would be weird. Um, because then what are cause then what are our kids, Brian? Are they robot kids? It's a yeah, whole thing. They'd I don't be want to Android children. Yeah. And yeah, and then how does that work? So uh, I don't know, uh, man. <laughs> don't want to get into it. Uh we have a great show. It's gonna be uh, a fun little news breakdown. Yep. This is gonna be one of those circumstances where you're like, don't meet your idols with some of the news pieces that we're gonna talk oh, about. Because it's gonna be interesting. But Brian, yeah. aka I'm the Bob in charge. How are you feeling, sir? I, I'm feeling great to be here. I was talking. I was talking a little bit with Doug before before the show started. I, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's good to be here because mm -hmm. uh, you know, e no matter what 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 the day brings us, we get to be here at this pod and talk about movies and movie news and just the absurdity of it all. Because I. I have so much positive energy to talk about this this CNBC story that came out last week talking about the the transition or not transition from Bob Iger to Bob Chappick <laughs> and I I have it's like this piece is an hour by the way um it it took me like 1 hour to read Oh my god so, no it's like a long form very detailed piece so I'm very excited to summarize it share it there's some there oh there are God. some stellar components in here that are very mean girlsy which i i think we'll we'll enjoy if you like movies and the mean girls then you'll enjoy that piece but uh also also happy to be here we had a busy weekend so maybe we're, we're here to slow it down a little bit we're also we're also recording the bonus episode tonight so i got a lot of energy for that i've been listening to j cole so i got a lot of j cole energy in me doug that's a vibe that's a vibe that's a, yeah. certainly a lot of energy to fuel uh <laughs> your weekend um yeah i get it brian we had a busy weekend too and it just kind of drags on um on my end uh my chiron to this week is cars are dumb um, yes. and it's because yes. cars are dumb. Um, uh, mine may or may not explode tomorrow. Uh, we're not exactly don't, sure. Don't Let's explode. hope it doesn't. Let's hope it Please doesn't. Don't. Um, but anyway, I got some shitty car. Like, here's the thing about car news. And like Brian said, here's like, we were talking about this morning, like yeah. or earlier, uh, before we started, there is no good news that you can get about a car where you're like, oh man. Yeah. Jacked about that. Thanks for that piece of news. There is nothing that they can tell you where you were on the other side of it going like, thank God I know that now. Like I, you know, I didn't want to keep that $500 anyway. So I'm glad yeah. that you just have it now. Um, and so <laughs> that's just the way it is. And so 
Um, yeah, got some weird car news. Might have to get a new car. Who knows? We'll figure it all out tomorrow. It'll come out well. in the wash, but it's just, it's just gross. Um, but also had a busy weekend. Um, the shadow of Hawaii yeah. looms over the next two weeks for us. Your, your vacation to Hawaii. Yes. Yes. My vacation. No, the actual state itself. There's a, beef. <laughs> no, the vacation looms. So this weekend, so to fill everybody in, I'm leaving in like a week and a half. Um, to go take the two weeks to go take this trip. So, but we're prepping now, um, because we are going to have my parents who are not strangers, but then (laughs) a stranger stay in our house for an extended period of time. So this was our opportunity to be like time to clean, like time time to start getting into all the places that they might go and start just scrub a dub, like cleaning it all up. So this weekend we deep cleaned just our basement and it was a two day process. Oh man. Deep cleaning the basement. Well, because the laundry, the laundry room is down here. So we were like, if someone needs to come and do laundry, we don't want them to enter in what looks like, a dust yeah. dungeon so <laughs> dust dungeon and so yes. so we so we decided we we're gonna clean that next weekend it's upstairs okay. so next weekend i expect to be far more like busy yeah. and just in it overall um, right right so that, yeah that. So, yeah so that's what we got on that end um and so it was just kind of prepping <sighs> and doing all that work you know and i feel like when you own a house and i was not prepared for this one when i owned a house but like but like you just you accumulate so much crap and mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. and over the years you don't yeah. think about it and it's out of sight out of mind and then you just keep chucking stuff in the basement and then it gets to a point where you where you're like you got to find something like maybe i don't know maybe your basement floods and you and you're like oh no i got to find <laughs> i got to find some stuff to get rid of this water that might have happened to me recently right. or maybe you're like i need to find this one thing in a box and then you get down there and you're like we have a dining room table set down here. We've we haven't used in years. Well, that's too heavy to get out now. We're just gonna leave it, and then you just you keep mm-hmm. accumulating stuff. And like I I just the, or, the solution. Yeah, go ahead. Or or decorations, Brian. Like oh, decorations yeah. that you've never put up. Like never. I love my wife dearly, <laughs> but we always you, travel for the Fourth of July. Yeah, And so we have this like crisis, like when July comes around where it's like, well, we could put the decorations up. Don't know who the fuck they're for. Cause we're not going to be here to enjoy them. Yeah. So, and they just sit there. And so it's like, like, what are we yeah. doing here? Like, yeah. and so it's just, or, Hey, do you need four pumpkin pails that are exactly <laughs> identical in case, I don't know, you're in a situation yes. where you might need one. You yes. do? Great. Come to my basement. I have those. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. It's just it's just that kind of like you're right though. It becomes the like remember those old like cartoons of like the joke <laughs> of like the kids shoving all the stuff in his closet and like trying yep. to shut the door? That's yep. just your basement when you're an adult. That's like that's all basements. It is. Yeah. That that is essentially that is exactly what we do. That yeah. as adults, you just you you keep putting stuff down there and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like I I mean, for me, my solution is I've just I'm never gonna move. So that there you go. You know, no problem there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no deep cleaning your basement. You're you're getting in, you're get the dust dungeon is maybe gonna be a campaign for my D D character. I really like that a lot. Dust dungeon's a great way to do it. And and the man, Whoa. the myth, the legend. He's here. Uh, Marcus J. Destin, a.k.a. Fine and Divine. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I had to do some work. 
today yep. with the students. They don't <laughs> give a fuck about my schedule. Just no, I'm just playing. No, it's good. I'm here. D- Doug just loves to just pop me in. I could have been digging in my nose or whatever. He just Whoa. makes a conscious decision to just throw <laughs> me in this damn. I assume. Live I assume you come into the queue ready to rock. Like no, I, it's, ugly it's... people need preparation. Like we, <laughs> like, that's just the bottom line. All right. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's well. Here we are. I don't know. I mean, what to say about. Yeah. Also, to Roman Myers in our chat from the Patreon. No, Doug. And oh I shit! Got I didn't even notice. Uh, but I yeah, I'm wearing a dark I got the color white on. on yeah, yeah, white letters. Yeah. Doug's wearing orange with orange letters. I mean, we That's we did not call each other to set this up. And yeah. then here's Marcus Rocket. I mean, like this. It's it's good. You got to tune into our life. This ain't Roman Myers. This ain't nothing but cream color on coffee skin. You dig me? This is the best of the best. You hear me? (laughs) Peruvian coffee, if you feel me. Why did you? You just like came from Brooklyn with that. Like it sounded like I like Um, that bacon, egg, and cheese. (laughs) Um, uh, Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here, and you know, maybe tell the students that they should consider your schedule before they schedule things. And yeah, they don't care. No, uh, and, that's, not, that's and I'm joking. It is what it is. We've no. all been there, um, gentlemen. It is that lovely time Wait, of the night. Cars are dumb, and I'm cars the Bob in charge. I'm the yes. bo- I'm the Bob in charge. I'm okay, gonna be talking I'll about. Re- I'll just re-listen to the episode. It's okay. I mean, don't worry. I mine is inspired from the CNBC piece about who's really in charge, oh. Bob Iger or Bob Chappick, and Doug might have to buy a new car. We don't yeah, know. Car, We're gonna man, find out next episode. My, my car might explode, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Which one? The red one. Oh, that's Mine. about yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I that's love how Marcus is. It like, is. Yeah, it's a 2011. Yeah. It's a 2011 with 162,000 miles on it. Like it, he was it, trekking in that though. He was pushing. Like he was going. Sir. He had to travel across like the states and stuff. He was. He yeah, was well, pushing in that thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, now that I have that information, yeah, yeah, you should get your affairs in yeah, order, for sure. sir. <laughs> I, I mean, I love you, Doug, and I'm 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 hoping for you. But no, I mean, I, you should be deciding. Like, do you want heated and cooled seats? Do that's you want your the, you Brian. Know, like, trust me, that's... I am I am there. I am like I don't want to think about it, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, I mean, if I have to think about it. So, um, but we've got more pressing podcast business to take care of, uh, gentlemen. It's time to play catch that quotable. All right. Quotable. So I am not on. I just got here, so I am not. No, that's it at all. Uh, he hasn't warmed up. Okay, okay everyone. Yeah, I actually lost my voice Get from the, the, all these quotable. damn games. Oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, yeah. man have hey, Marcus bro. as your the fan. He will sounds of Douglas Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, are you ready for this week's quote? Ready. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Um. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Well, they say, uh, hold on. Well, they say it right when they flood the house and they tear it to shreds like, hold on. I'm reading this all wrong. I can't focus. What? Hold on. Let me start this over. <laughs> that sounded rough. <laughs> yeah, it was. Guys, it's been a day. It was rough. Well, they say it right when they flood the house and they tear it to shreds that like destruction is a form of creation. So the fact that they burn the money is ironic. They just want to see what happens when they tear the world apart. They want to change things. Say it one more time. That's the quote. Uh, well, they say it right when they flood the house and they tear it to shreds that, like, destruction is a form of creation. So the fact that they burn the money is ironic. They just want to see what happens when they tear the world apart. They want to change things. 
Kind of sounds like a Matthew McConaughey type of uh, line, maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking real, like Wolf of Wall Street was the very first thing that came to my mind. I think it's Wolf of Wall Street. Which one is he talking to? Uh, no, I don't think it's... it's the, I, at the ahead, very Doug. beginning, he's, at the very well, he's beginning... Like, he does the coke and he like like beats on his chest while he's talking. Yeah. It's something like... It feels... It's not that, but it feels like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely... It feels like an analysis, right? This feels like you're in the FBI and like the profilers there and they're telling you this is what this dude's yeah. about, burning yeah. money. Uh, hmm... I, th- nothing is coming to mind immediately. Like you, you think about Heat, but they took the money. Mm, like did y- you think about Point Break? But it was the same yep. thing. They didn't burn the money. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. Fight Club. I, I no, but they blew it up. I mean, yep. And I was thinking the spoilers for all three of those movies. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think about like other ones. Like, I the only other movie that I can think of. <laughs> There's two, two other like heist movies, but they don't fit. Like, and that's Ocean, any of the Oceans movies. Yeah. And then, you know, Now You See Me, but I never saw Now You See Me, but I know that that's about a heist. So, Douglas, oh my God. What? How? I don't know. I just haven't gotten around to it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> now, now You See Me is a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it's, it's a movie. Yep. It, uh, it is good. gentlemen. Uh guesses. Just toss them out at this point. I I don't I no. I'm gonna I'll just say Wolf of Wall Street. I'm gonna go fight club. This is why I pay <laughs> top dollar. This is <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Roman, for, for all of it. We didn't uh, get the timer on. That's why that's why we're lollygagging here. That's fight true. club. We're, Mine's fight club. Okay. Yours is fight club. I'm gonna go. Uh, point break just to round out the guesses because we oh, can't. Yeah. Maybe there's something that we missed. So, yeah. Oh, before I see it, can I change my answer? I'm going to change my answer. Okay. We haven't locked to, in, I guess. It's another one. I'm locking this in. All the President's Men is a heist movie from like the 70s. That's oh, be my guess. okay. All right. Okay. Well, oh, well, fuck me. It's not it at all. Uh, Great. This Great. is from the movie uh, Donnie Darko. Oh, oh no! Okay, oh no! That makes sense. That's, I, yeah, I that's... saw this movie way too young. I'm just gonna put this out there. I have not rewatched it since I was like a teenager. Um, so yeah, I, I, well, that's a good reason to go back and check it out. Yeah, I saw I, it when I was in high school. That's I and I don't remember it. I, I, I could not understand it as a teenager. I don't, I, it was not meant for me as a teenager. It's probably, I could probably watch it now and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Marcus, have you seen this movie? Hell no. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, way to stump us again. Um, well done. Sorry, to, well, well done. Send an email. It's always, you know what it feels like working in higher ed? Everything's on fire all the time. Everything's oh, Marcus, important, honey. It's yeah, it's everything's important. It's okay. Like you're going to get there. Yeah. It's important. You yeah. realize that now, like it's, it's so you so don't strange like to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's so, yeah, because it some things are like, oh, yeah, I should probably solve that right now. But then some things are kind of like, oh, this is your emergency. But now I'm on fire because, yes, you're walking too close to me. <laughs> So now it's my emergency now. Right. It's just right. so just so interesting, man. I uh back back when I worked in housing and I, I'm not in housing anymore, I, I picked up the phrase 
just because you failed to plan does not constitute an emergency for me. That's my mom, that's what my mom says. Oh, your, then yeah, your you, piss poor planning does not yep. make it an emergency on my part. Yep, that's what so, she says. So I, I mean, it is, you know, it's it's it, sometimes it comes off cold, but sometimes it can be one of those learning moments of like I I don't know how to help you. It's plan ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it it's it's interesting because like the. All, both of those are accurate, accurate, like those ways to handle those situations. But it does feel like some folks are just like, everything's on fire and I don't know what water is. Like <laughs> the solution is right there and I don't know what water is. I've never heard of it before. Won't so instead of actually, right. So instead of trying to put it out, I'm going to throw myself on the fire and see if that puts it out. And then you're like, okay, well, I'll wait to see how this plays out. And then they call yeah. two minutes later and they go, I'm on fire now too. And also the room I'm in is on fire. Like that didn't help. It made it worse. And I don't know how. And it's like, come on, y'all. Like it's a, it's a car accident. Like it's like one you can't yep. stop. You're literally watching it. Like I gave you the airbags. Yep. I gave you the seatbelt. I gave you the car. Okay. And yeah. still you are going to run a hundred thousand miles an hour into another car in front of you. And uh -huh. the, the other thing too about it is like the w to paraphrase Incredibles when when everything's an emergency <laughs> then nothing then is. nothing is and I so find, it yeah you know it, it, you have Absolutely. to prioritize and also take take accountability like when stuff I, isn't gonna go your way. I also think it's really interesting that all of these kids' movies and shows have done such a good job of trying to teach people that shit. Because, Brian, yeah. do you want to know what my version of that is? Oh, please got tell it from me. The t I got it from the TV show Pete the Cat. And they oh, sing a yeah. song. They sing a song that says, when everything is special, nothing truly is. And you're right. like, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> what? And you're yeah. like, you kind of have, as like a parent, you almost have to like pause it and you have to be like, God damn, Pete yeah. the Cat! Oh, you didn't need to fuck my life shouts up. Shouts out to like, Pete the Cat. Oh, Bluey, Bluey does it too, Bluey all the time. Because there's a character, uh, Muffin. I think it's Muffin, and they're going around they're like, "I'm the most special. I'm the most special." And they finally ask their dad, and they're like, "I'm the most special, right?" And they're like, "So you're the most special to me." Yeah, <laughs> it's a wonderful, just it's a wonderful me. moment for the children to see. I just, yes. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. It's fantastic. But again, we have pressing podcast news to get yes to. um yes. brian do Hello. you want to kick us off with the oh, who's the bob in charge i'm oh, very baby. excited to get to this oh my gosh folks i would doug it would be my distinct pleasure to <laughs> regale you of a tale starting in 2020 and we have two characters here we have bob Iger. you may have heard us talk about him on the podcast before and uh all of this information comes from a cnbc piece uh, titled, I, I gotta get this right, Disney's Wildest Ride, Iger, Chappic, and the Making of an Epic Succession Mess. Uh, you can read this entire, like, monstrosity on CNBC.com. It took me over an hour to read it, uh, which is why I'm summarizing it here on the podcast, because I, I know folks are busy and they like the entertainment business, but you don't always have an hour to read about the back dealings of Disney. That's so true. that's why I'm here. I'm the Bob in charge and I'm here to tell you what's going on. So I already told you about Bob Iger. He's the guy in charge of Disney. Now he's, he was the guy in charge before of 2020. He's the guy that bought star Wars. He's the guy that bought Pixar. He's the guy that bought Marvel. So like he's kind of a big deal. Then 
we have Bob Chappick. Bob Chappick was the person that led Disney from 2020 to 2023. This guy, uh, he he had a parks background and he has an MBA. So he's, he's a very businessy type of guy. Um, and the story I'm about to tell you folks is how it all went to hell and how <laughs> we're in the situation we are today. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the nitty gritty points. I really encourage you to read it if like this is really your jam, but we will if... link it in the podcast yes. description. So this story is for folks who are like, what's been going on with Disney? Like it feels like their prices are high. It feels like they're pushing out a ton of Marvel stuff. It feels like they can't, they just can't figure it out. Like not, their movies aren't doing as well. What What's happening? Well, here's what happened. When Bob Iger left Disney in February of 2020, he basically was like, hey, this guy, Bob Chappick, he's he's the guy. And they're like, oh, OK, so you're leaving, Bob. And Bob Iger said, absolutely not. I'm going to stay on the board. So he just hung around. This is the equivalent of if you're working a job and your boss is like, hey, guess what? You get my job. And you're like, yes. And they're like, the only catch is that I still supervise you. And you're like, excuse me. So essentially. Also, the other thing I want to point out here is that when Bob Iger told Bob Chappick about this, they had a process where like, hey, you have to meet with every single board member, kind of like The Bachelor. And I kid you not, they had a plan to fly Bob Chappick to every single one of these these board of directors homes so he could be interviewed by each one individually. Meanwhile, we're talking about if we should pay, pay people fairly for writing and acting. Anyway, just something to keep like, in what mind. What the fuck, man? Yep. Like, what yep. the fuck? Yeah, can't, we can't make this more efficient. Anyway, uh, so we move along. Uh, Bob Chappick is like, hey, I'm the dude in charge. I am going to start making some decisions. And the board of directors says, hold up. So here's what we need to see success. We need Disney Plus subscribers. We need, we need the <laughs> Disney Plus. We need the Plus, Bob. Make it happen. So Bob Chappick. It's like, okay, you want Disney Plus? I'll give you some Disney Plus. So what he does is he reorganizes God. the entire company. What, How he does this is he takes away control from all the studios in which uh, they'll make decisions regarding releases. So Kathleen Kennedy is Star Wars. She no longer can decide when her projects come out. Kevin Feige no longer can decide when Marvel projects comes out. Goes down the line. All he, What he says is he's making an entire division of when this stuff will release and where it will release. So essentially what you have is a model that Netflix also uses, but YouTube also uses it, where you separate the people. Uh, yeah, I see Chris Schulten's in the chat. Uh, he's saying Chappick was the classic case of hitting a metric to hit a metric and tanking the business in the process. Yes, this is foreshadowing. So this dude, Chappick, he makes an entire division where their only job, the only job they have is to tell people what the budgets for their projects are, and then they decide where they go and when they are released. So, Doug and Marcus, do you see maybe, like, why this might be a problem? Uh, <laughs> you're damn right yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, goddamn yeah. right. So, Chappick just starts going hard on streaming. Like, I'm talking, like, he essentially takes all that power away. He gives it to one of his lieutenants. And everything's about Disney Plus. The parks are about Disney Plus. You're gonna meet a character, they have a Disney Plus show. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna buy merchandise. Guess what? You're gonna buy it eventually on Disney Plus. You, you get a shop tab on Disney Plus. Hey, you wanna you wanna watch ESPN? Did I tell you about Disney Plus? We're gonna package it. 
um, th this keeps going on and on and on. So he starts just pumping up these metrics. Meanwhile, Marvel, Disney, Pixar cannot choose when their projects are being released and to where, which is why Pixar threw such such a red flag when they said you're releasing all of these movies on Disney plus when they were meant for the theater, because it reflected everybody's work and they didn't have a choice there to do is. that. Chappic didn't care because it made the Disney plus numbers look amazing, especially with M Mulan. Yeah. Chapstick. We got chapstick on the Chiron on the bottom. <laughs> so uh, the, the backdrop of all this, by the way, Bob Iger, right? He's not, He's not involved. He's he's uh, he's past the reins. Well, weird thing. He didn't give up his office, which has a shower. Um, and it was said that Bob Iger lived for the days that he got to take a shower in his office. I called them two shower days. Yes. Uh, if Get you're familiar with our fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. This guy, he, he the, the people interviewed for this story said he, Bob Iger lived for those two shower days. He'd wake up at 4 a.m., work out, take a shower, go into the office, and then he'd have an office with a shower so then he could go straight to the red carpet premieres. He lived for those days, and he would not give up that shower office to Bob Chappick, uh, which, which irritated him, but whatever. Anyway, Bob Chappick doesn't have the office with a shower. It's upsetting. Anyway, we're moving on. Chapik is, uh, he's not a people person. And this starts to show its ugly head. Uh, and I don't know if you'll remember this movie, but Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson. So everything's, you know, fine. And yeah, uh, we may have reviewed it for this podcast. And as we're going along, Scarlett Johansson's lawyers get wind that they're going to release Black Widow simultaneously with it on Disney Plus streaming. Right. Which we all went through. We saw it. I, you know, you could see it in theaters or you could watch it on Disney plus. So the agent, the agency representing Scarlett Johansson said, Hey, we have a contract and you said you were going to put it in theaters and my client won't get anything from streaming, which is not what you said she would get. You said she would get it from theaters. And Bob Chappick, the master businessman was like, okay, well, um, that's too bad. And he just carried on. This man knew about Scarlett Johansson's concerns in March, in March, three months before this movie would release and assumed he assumed Bob Iger would smooth this over. Did he talk to Bob Iger about it? No. Did he give him a heads up? No. He just assumed Bob Iger would smooth this over. We get to June, Scarlett Johansson sues. So master businessman Bob Chappick sees a tidal wave coming three months down the line and just decides to shrug his shoulders and keep going on Disney+. Plus. So this was an entirely avoidable situation when you're reading about that Scarlett Johansson lawsuit. Additionally, Bob Chappick was influential in releasing that statement saying Scarlett Johansson was paid $20 million for the Black Widow movie. And how it just kind of seemed weird that like, hey, we shouldn't pay her. We are, we 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 uh, we already paid her. Uh, he was on board with that statement and knew it immediately made him look bad after they released it. So we're not doing well going into the end of 2021. Additionally, he knows that his term is going to be up at the end of 2022. So he knows he has to do well with these Disney Plus numbers. We get through 2022. People are starting to like. Pick up on his BS. Bob Chappick is not the guy. And to get, we get to a point where Bob Iger's like, you know what? I'm, 
I'm going to have my final farewell. I'm, I'm going to leave the company. I, I've also left out a bunch of stuff about how Bob Iger and Bob Chappick like stopped talking to each other, but they still had this weird relationship. So Bob Iger invites Bob Chappick to his goodbye party later that year in 2022. And he's like, oh, Chappick can't come. He's got to speak at this Disney Expo thing. Bob Chappick in like what can only be described as like a scene from The Office goes, well, I can't miss this. So Bob Chappick attends the Iger farewell knowing those two people do not like each other. He felt Bob Chappick apparently felt humiliated. He did not like being there. And when Bob Iger did his toast, never even mentioned Chappick. So things are going great. Anyway, we get to a point. Um, there's an episode where uh, Bob Chappick pets some hippos to seem relatable. Uh, but you can read all about that. People didn't like that because they were working. And then they're just like, oh, Bob Chappick's petting hippos. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm here trying to figure out how the budget's going to work. But he's petting hippos. Great, great, great. So we get to the finale here, which I can only describe as like a succession season five. And essentially, we have a board of directors meeting. We have an investor's call. Bob Chappick, these calls are very choreographed. You're going to your investors and you're being like, look how much money we're making and everything's fine. And the future is bright. Buy, buy more Disney stuff. So he goes there with his chief financial officer and they choreograph this whole thing. They know exactly what they're saying. Except his chief financial officer, she's like, oh, one last thing. Um, actually we're, we're not doing well and we need to make some major changes. Otherwise we will lose money and not meet our revenue targets. Bob Chappick is completely caught off guard during this investor call. Someone asks him to take responsibility for how this could be. He doesn't assign blame to anyone, not even to himself. The chief financial officer, she keeps going and says, unless something drastic happens, we are not going to meet these targets. We will not meet our, uh, our, our profits. XYZ. Bob Chappick is completely taken off guard by this. So he's basically caught in this position where he goosed, he goosed Disney Plus so much that that was his only thing. That was the only thing he could do. And then his chief financial officer essentially said, actually, no, like you're you're messed up and and we don't have it, we're not gonna have enough money to hit our targets. Eventually. They ask Bob Iger to come back. Bob Chappick gets kicked out. Can't even send a goodbye email. So this entire oh story God. boils down to the fact that Bob Chappick, who his people commented on this story. This is important to note. His people commented on this story. Bob Iger's folks, I don't think, commented on this story. So this is very much Chappick cited. However, you can relate everything to like a timeline of how this is going. And essentially, he says it was the most miserable three years of his life. And he felt that Bob Iger was just waiting to take the job back the entire time. So that is the summary of the Bobs and Disney. God, God damn. damn. Well, dead. Brian, cheers to you for doing yeah. all that work. But Fuck holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Brian, I, that's a shit show. <laughs> That is a shit show. Well, and I, now, I appreciate it. Well, and I remember back on this podcast several times we've asked questions like, like, what are they nope. doing? Like, this feels nope. like a lot. Like, aren't yep. they in charge? And I remember when we yep. talked specifically about, like, Marvel fatigue, we talked about, yep. like, what's Kevin doing? Like, does Kevin have a plan? And now it's really interesting because you peel back that layer and you're like, oh, no, it wasn't Kevin at all. Like, it was no. the Disney leadership that said, you don't have the right to say so on when things get released anymore. Right. Um, 
so that's just insane. Yeah. Do we know, Brian, did that ever get turned back over to those individual studios? Essentially, like Iger destroyed, not destroyed. He laid off that's that fine. entire, uh, I believe it's called the DMED. I can't remember what the yeah, acronym Dis- is. The, but... the Disney Digital Media Group. Yeah, that entire yeah. unit was dissolved. All those people were laid off. Um, oh, also Disney had a virtual reality. Uh, they had a they had a metaverse unit at one point. They were trying to figure out how to make that work. Um, but yeah, that entire unit is gone now, Doug, because it was duplicitous. Damn. Because basically you had this formula, right, of Marvel being like, hey, we're going to release Black Widow here. We're going to do Miss Marvel here, blah, blah, blah. And then they added a whole bunch of other people being like, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. So they just got rid of the no, the no, you can't do that people. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad they got rid of the no, you can't do that people. And they can kind of run their own shit now. I mean, yeah, it's basically giving the control back to the creatives rather than the business people. Thank God. This might be stupid, but I feel like <clears throat> during the whole DeSantis Disney thing era, right? Oh, I'm man. surprised that this didn't come out. You know what I mean? Like, because this is essentially showing the flaw in Disney of like, no, they just like me. Yep. Like, it is essentially the same thing. That whole two shower shit. Look, I'm a <laughs> fan of showers and shit, right? Me too. Like, cool. But um, I just feel like that just felt like a whole bunch of like privilege to me. You know what I mean? Just, well, it it was just the epitome oh, of like, yeah, that, I don't know what it is of like, oh, so you don't, you're not really focusing. You talking about the luxury of two showers. And yet when it comes to strikes and shit like that, you oh, yeah. won't even, you won't even fucking bend over to like, yeah, at least attempt to talk to anybody or you get frustrated that they don't even want to agree to your fucking stanky ass deal. But if somebody took away your fucking shower, you'd be up in arms. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite, little, yeah. but I don't know. It's not little. I don't think it's little at all. I totally agree with you, Marcus. This is Bob Iger's the guy that said these demands were disturbing and he's ready to go take a shower in his office. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how much more disconnected you could be. Like, dog, I, I don't know. And poor <laughs> Kevin Feige, too. Like, I mean, in business and corporations, unfortunately, sure. nobody's innocent because you're a part of the corporation and the part well, of the system. But that's well, a different some conversation. some people are because they just need a, they need a job. And <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I am a part of a systematic, you know, like I am part of the. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's your. Yeah, we can talk about systematic. <laughs> it's systematic of like after oppression. Right, right, right. After yeah, a certain yeah. level. Yeah. Um, at some point, some people are trapped in the systems that are created of you know what i mean of these well, systems, yeah but. i mean we still need to eat the rich but just right. from the inside <laughs> out i forgot what i was saying there so anyway well, I, I, I'll, I'll pick up what you're putting down though because like kevin like I, he, he's so genuine he seems so genuine and he knows comics and then you have chapik who's this business guy who fundamentally misunderstands like creativity yes. and stories mm-hmm. and he's like oh i see you have eight disney plus series there and kevin's like yeah you know we're working on them we want to make sure we get them just right and he's like you know what they look good enough put them out there and he's like oh. you know the, the cg <laughs> i'd like to work on it more this is really special story about like Kamala Khan and she she grows up. I don't care. I don't care what she is. Just put it out, right it out there. I need something to get people to subscribe in June, Kevin. And he's like, I understand that, but this is really this is one of my special toys. And then he just takes it. You know, it, that's exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, we know Kevin Feige. We don't really know yeah. Bob Chappick and we don't really know Bob Iger before I this. Mean, right. 
immediate fans know Kevin Feige's the one that's in charge. Right. So to right. fans, they essentially he's the run that runs all that shit and makes all final decisions. Yeah. So he was getting a bulk of this shit. Oh, he was. I mean, and it's I think, like, yeah, go ahead. It's not it's just it, that's got to be hard to be receiving that and then not being able to speak on it. You know what I mean? I mean, because you you look at all the press they got and um, <laughs> sorry, I'm reading Roman Meyer's comment. I think we need a little bit more context. Can we get more info on how nice of a shower it is? So, Roman, there is a detail in this piece oh that Bob God. Iger's shower is outfitted with newspaper clippings that are framed on the wall of all the acquisitions he has done. Oh, it's a jerk off shower. It makes, he goes he goes in look, there to make himself feel better when look, he's had a hard day. Doug, he has a poster of himself. Yeah, no, that's a, what this is. Everybody, no, if you want to know lying. what that is. You are lying. You're lying. <laughs> this is a lie. I don't believe it. This is I, right. no, it's, Brian, it's, it's based Brian. on a Clint Eastwood movie, and it's Brian. I can't remember what it's Brian. called, but it's Brian. Brian, yeah. you're lying. You're I'm lying. <laughs> This is in the article, according to over Brian, two dozen Brian, sources. Brian, this man Brian, has a picture of himself my in news. Shower. Pull that shit up right now. I need you to pull that shit up right now. I don't believe Everyone it. wants if to you, bear with if me. You are coming, if you are coming on this podcast to tell yep. me. that, Have you ever heard that story of Tracy McGrady uh, uh, when he was in there watching his own film, jacking off to his own film? Anybody? No. Oh, no. Yo, no. I feel worse for knowing that. I think it was but... a rumor, but it was like they basically caught him like touching himself oh. to his own film, which is hilarious. Oh. I think it was a rumor, but it was a funny story. That's what this sounds like. I mean, like, this look. is terrible. This is based on over two dozen, two dozen, uh, two dozen sources. Now, uh, this is what was reported. It passed. I mean, I, I don't. This can pull, be verified. I want to. I want to put this out there. Up. Pull it up. I so see I'm going to read this verbatim. So on the wall of Iger's office bathroom hung two posters. The first was a framed collage of newspaper front pages and magazine covers with the image of Iger celebrating the Disney purchase of Marvel in 2009. Uh, I'm going to skip. Then I'm going to pick up this quote. The second picture spoofed the movie poster for the 1975 Clint Eastwood thriller, The Iger Sanction, but the image was of Iger instead of Eastwood with the title of The Iger Sanction, but spelled Bob Iger Disney way. And here's a picture of that poster, but you have to imagine Bob Iger in that photo. So this is, again, based on sources. But, oh, wait, hang on. Hang on a second. One of my favorite piece, one of my favorite quotes from this piece. Both men agreed that Chappick wouldn't have much need for the office shower. Chappick would instead move into a smaller office on the same floor. <laughs> I can't believe this shit. I can't believe that this is what rich people just, they get the luxury of doing while everybody else is fucking struggling. You I mean, motherfuckers are looking at a poster like, of yourself, touching yourself <laughs> to all of your fucking achievements. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are down here struggling and striking, can't get, keep food in the fridge, yep. and can't keep yep. the heat on in the goddamn house. I mean, Doug's, Doug and I are talking about buying a car, just a car, and how stressful that can be. But don't worry, Bob Chappick and Bob Iger were talking about, well, who's going to have the office shower? Oh, Both Bobs God. are just touching themselves <laughs> to themselves. Where, where am I right now? I You're at the, the Iger sanction, but it's replaced with Bob Iger. Bob Iger's going to be in your dreams tonight. That's Yo, I, that's I cannot I fathom. I, my house. Yep. I, heard, I heard what you said. 
Yo, rich people are so strange, man. I mean, I look. I understand if you have uh, you've you have got an achievement. If you have if you have achieved in your life and you would like to celebrate it, I I understand. Right. I think framing stuff in your bathroom, though, that's just that that I ask questions like maybe you put that in in somewhere where it's like look at our company and look look how great we did and a now have a business room. meeting. To put it in the bathroom, it's very personal. You have to touch intimate. yourself. At some point, you either touching I your mean, asshole or guys, your nuts. I, guys, I it's not in order to get clean, you're getting into those parts. So there's there's no not avoiding it and you know what's going to happen. Like and you look right. Wow. It starts off yourself. innocent of like I want to see myself all the time and then, you know, a week later, uh, you know, it's <laughs> Well, maybe yeah. I could make myself feel good yeah. about the things myself had done. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Dude, that's fucking wild. It's, Yo, uh, wild. yeah, I'll stop sharing there. There's so many wow. gems in here, folks. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, I can't. so disconnected. It's ridiculous. Can you like, scroll I back can't... up to that sad image of Bob Iger? Yeah. Womp, he, that's womp. him looking at his posters. <laughs> that's that's post nut clarity. That's what yeah. that is. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I've, uh, I've touched well, myself. Well, that again. is actually that is a theme of this piece. Is that Bob Iger? Like about a year after, he's like, I've made a huge mistake. I think I made oh, a huge God. mistake. Like I, I'm not like that's what he says to his confidants. He he goes on these walks. By the way, that's where he did like all of his power meetings. Is on these walks. And people would like try to covet that time. They would try to get that time with Bob Iger to go on these walks. This man um, has a full. This, this man Jesus. has a whole ass masterclass on the website masterclass about leadership. <laughs> Please don't take it. Please don't take it. He has a whole Please. ass masterclass. If, if you've taken it, ask for your money back because at this point, this man it. has a jerk off shower to images of himself. <laughs> I mean, just to just before we we start we start getting to the end of this. Uh, let's see here. Roman Myers asks, "Let's go around the horn. If each of you were super rich, how would you decorate your office showers?" <laughs> I could tell you what I don't like me enough to hang up the pictures of me hanging up around. Yeah, you know, like no, no, I find me off putting. So yeah, no. I don't need that yeah. just hanging around. No, especially when I'm um, going to the bathroom. No, I don't need to see myself. Yeah, to I be honest. Is this I, a serious question, Roman, or is this? I, a... I have a I have a I have a serious answer. I have answers for. I both. have a serious answer. So here's <laughs> my serious, serious answer? answer. I don't know how I would decorate it, okay. but I can tell you what will be present in my shower. I What's have that? a dream of having a shower <laughs> where all of the ceiling well, is just rain faucets. Yeah. So it feels yes. like it's raining on me yeah. to get clean. Okay. And okay. so I'm very excited about that. There'd okay. probably be a speaker in there. Yeah. And oh, yeah. just and just for shits and gigs, I'd kind of like my bathroom to be soundproof. So despite what someone might be doing in there, you can't hear it outside of the room. I think that's reasonable. It's it sounds gross. <laughs> Doug, that sounds like you're going to murder somebody in your shower. Hey, I want a speaker in there, a loud pressure water, and I want it soundproof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So he's about to commit a murder. <laughs> Got it. I mean, Got it. I, I get it. Like, sometimes you're, you're talking about wanting your privacy. Sometimes you got to bear down. <laughs> you got to get through it. 
and you don't want everybody outside to know. Oh, I mean, I, I, I get you I've know, been to Thanksgiving at other bet. people's houses, like, too. I get it. I, get I will it. be honest. Oh. I'll be honest. The most frustrating shit in the world is a bathroom with no fan. Like, and if it's oh. a quiet fan, that is the oh. most, uh, uh, yo, it's the most, uh, I got to run yeah. water now. Now you yep. know I'm taking a shit in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yo. So I now think- the soundproofing makes sense. It's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. just the way I phrased it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I'd like mm-hmm. a nice shower. Sure, if I'm going to have a two-shower day, if I'm Bob Iger, and I am i don't care about other people, I don't, I'll never get them on the pod. Um, if I'm having it's a two-shower two, two day, I want the ones with jets on the sides. I just think ah, those yeah. look oh. neat. Yeah. Um, also, I wouldn't put, like, anything paper or, like, framed mm, in no. there, because, like... Tile. Like no, like it's gonna get humid damage, like humidity damage. I don't want to. I don't want to worry about that when I'm taking my like yeah. my Disney shower. I just an no, just give me tile. like a steam feature on your shower. You don't want to have like you don't want to have paper in there. It's gonna warp everything. Yeah, tile like, it and be done. Well, because initially I was like, Plus I'd clean like up to put, is easier. True, and I'd like you know if I wanted to put my comic books up there, then then I'm worried about they're all gonna get warped. I can't put them up there. I'm not putting right. my comic books in the bathroom. No. Like maybe I'll make a tile design of like the Rebel Alliance symbol, but that just feels gaudy. So I'm boring. I guess I'm just boring. <laughs> Yo, y'all are so funny, man. Look, I don't. I, I feel like I would go. I would go. I would go with the rainforest and the side jet shower. Ooh, yeah, That's right. That's yeah, it. Yeah, One yeah, thing yeah. that I have to have in my bathroom is high, like high water pressure. Like, oh, yeah, shit, yes. Right. So I'm definitely yes. getting off that off the rip. Definitely a speaker in there. Um, oh, yeah. Ditto. Sort. A heated yeah. tile. Oh, um, yeah. Like step some out. type of heated tiles when mm-hmm. I step out. Mm-hmm. And then like some type of heated towel warmer. Like Ooh, some yeah. of like from my big towel. Oh, like that smart. and then an automatic dispenser for like shampoo and stuff like that. Like that would be my yeah. office. Picture wise, I kind of want like a minimalistic. Yeah, uh, me too. I don't really like a white bathroom if i'm just Mm-mm. being honest it's got to like be gray though yeah like a little Maybe a soft slate gray. stone yeah. yeah any any other color other than that would just feel kind of i don't know uh yeah i just feel like that's weird no i'm with you i'm well so, uh welcome to films in black and white where we talk yeah. interior design um yeah. welcome, we kind of killed interiors in black and white yeah, yeah interiors yeah. i like that i'd also want like a little tv in the mirror oh i, I probably yes. wouldn't watch Absolutely. it but i want to know it's Absolutely. there and i want to it makes me feel important Absolutely. Even though it probably has terrible HD quality, I'm not gonna actually yeah. watch TV. But yeah, the one it's thing so nice. I, the one thing I want throughout my house is connected speakers, and I feel like yeah. that's the hardest thing to ever fucking get in an yeah. apartment. It's like difficult. it's like one speaker where if I hear it in one room, I can walk yep. out and I can hear it in the other room, all yep. in all of them. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. That and that whole set. I mean, that yeah. And sometimes like the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Are you putting oh. a Superman symbol in in your Disney bathroom, Marcus? So That's what Roman asks. My room, my rule, my rule of thumb for me personally is like, if I ever get to that level where I'm gonna do that, I'm only gonna put it. I only can do it one time in my house. Sure. So my yeah. one time placement. Yeah. I'll never forget. I think it's fucking Joey Fatone has a Superman room 
when they did Cribs, like they did an episode of Cribs. Do they think, really? Wow. One of the NSYNC guys got like a Superman room, like oh, nothing Superman stuff. That's cool. I feel like that's a lot for me. That's a lot of a white sure. man. I love Superman. That's a lot of white men like hanging around. It like, is. You know it I mean? is a lot of white people. But I would do like subtle Superman things of like maybe the tile pieces like come out like as a mosaic. So you yeah. have to like see it from like up top. Or you could, instead or of you could have the or you could have the sink reminisces uh, in the original Superman, the way the Fortress of Solitude. Oh yeah. Thing. I would definitely I would definitely do something sweet. like that. That'd I would do that's it would be subtle say. hints of things. Yeah, yeah for sure. They'd be yep. like, that's yeah. a really complicated that's yeah. a re- how do you turn your sink on? <laughs> It's like, oh, you like, pull this. You gotta one. touch the right crystal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't pull and that if you one. Do the wrong one if you do the, and if you do the wrong one, Marlon Brando will show up in the mirror and it'll scare the fuck out of everybody. Kyle. Oh, oh, oh fuck. Marlon Brando AI Alexa like Siri type oh, thing of like, can you make oh, an appointment it'll for be me? Like, Kyle, uh, I'll do this for you. My adventures oh my with God. Superman type of uh, Jorel, where yes. he's speaking a completely different language. Where he's like speak. speaking <laughs> Italian. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, shit. Oh, my oh, gosh. No. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Chris Holton was... says if he's the CEO, that he just wants the Beauty and Beast library. He does not need... Chris yeah. Scholten's is saying on this pod, he does not need the bathroom, the, the bathroom in the office, which... Okay, Chris. All right. Well, okay. All right. I mean, yeah. what about those two shower days, though? You got to think about it. The beast house has to be a terrible place to live because I have no privacy. Like, if I just need to rub one out, where do I go? I mean, oh. the fucking like toilet paper roll holder is going to be like, are you all finished? Like, He's like, again? Will you just mind your fucking business, toilet paper talk? I do feel like I would be constantly evaluated in the Beauty and the Beast house because, uh-huh. like, if I just want a day off, they're gonna be like, "Oh, ho, ho, you want to go feed the the horses?" I'd be like, "No, I'm gonna let the brooms do that." And they'd be like, "Oh, I see, we're feeling lazy today." It's like, no, Lumiere, like, I work hard at the be- the Beast Castle. This guy is cursed, and I work every day. I just want to read. A book and like just chill out and he's like okay i'll remember this and you're like what does or, that mean or, or do the pans talk like if i turn oh, the heat 100%. on the pan 100%. and it gets too hot does the pan start screaming like, no 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 it's disney they'll be like oh i feel like, so warm and cuddly yeah. this and is then, my environment but the yeah. thing brian they would judge me they'd be like don't wash me yet i'm still too hot i'd be like i have things to do like i don't like, Ooh, like i don't need spot. that judgment yeah, at some point, I just feel like I'm then I'm then like a slave owner. Because if I asked the brooms to do way. shit, it was like, don't you know about slavery? And it's like, yes, well, but that's not what this wait, is. You're no, a broom. You're cursed. <laughs> you're that's a broom. Your job. Like, that's your job. That's what they told the slaves. You're like, oh, well, you're right. You got me there. <laughs> then I just end up sweeping. You're like, well, busted. Yeah, but then you'd be like, uh, but me. I'm not. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me singing. <laughs> It'd be you doing that, but then like, yeah, but about like oppressive systems, and then and then the yeah. third act is like, yeah, we gotta rectify this. Anyway, I'd be yeah. there being like, look, your beast guy threw out a witch on yeah. a snowy night. That's not my problem. Yeah, but here yeah. you are judging your shit rent. up with him. I'm no. just renting to own. I don't own this place. Y'all just came with the goddamn property. It was listed on VRBO, and I thought, hey, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Like, gosh, then what do you do with Belle when she comes? You're like, this is none of my business. This is this is between you two. Could you I don't want to get involved. And they're like, hey, look, he's like actively shouting at you. If that's not a red flag, girl. Like what are you doing? You, you gotta, gotta run so much better. Than you you, right, you deserve better, Bell. Just not yeah. Gaston and not this guy. Somebody in between, because yeah. they're yeah, basically yeah, yeah. the same yeah. person for yeah. different yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Maggie is like screaming right now. Beauty and the Beast is her favorite. She's screaming right now. That's hilarious. Um. Anyway, we started this discussion about how Bob Iger had a shower in his office. Um, yeah. And now anyway, we're here. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, really, uh, there's, a, there's a whole, there's a whole Marvel thing here. Uh, I really encourage people to go check it out. Um, it also talks about the don't say gay bill and how Chappic messed it up. I didn't talk about it here, but that also played Ooh. a huge role in it and how he waffled. And then, uh, basically he, uh, he, there's also a funny story in here about how he doesn't understand sports copyrights. Cause what he wanted to do, this will be my last bit. What he wanted to do was make Disney Plus everything. And so basically you'd log on like, I want to watch the Minnesota Vikings game. And you'd go to Disney Plus and go to the sports tab. They had a meeting with ESPN and the NFL, like all these other sports agencies. He's like, this is what I want to do. And everyone's like, so hold on, sports broadcasting, all these agreements are tied up and stuff. And they started asking like super basic questions on this Zoom call of like how sports broadcasting worked so they could get it on Disney plus. So like, not only was he not well informed, he didn't, he didn't actually learn about it. He just thought he'd use his, he just, he would business his way out of it. So like, it, there's just so many pitfalls here that make me really make me realize that we could probably run Disney at this point. I, mean, I was thinking this, they yo, don't I was understand thinking the same. I was thinking the same thing, but about, um, politicians the other day of like yep. yo i really think that the politicians just don't understand how politics work or they <laughs> yeah. understand how politics work so well they just so damn devious they act dumb but yep. i i, I really mm -hmm. think that these i have to remind myself you know they they make that quote like parents are just people who became parents or whatever it is accurate like, you know what i mean 100%. like they're just people who then had kids right yep so I have to remember, like, these people that are running these companies or whatever the case may be, some of them are very smart and the very leaders in their fields. But these are just yep. people. You know yes, what I mean? Yep. And 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 the, the, the way that power and money affects regular people, like, it does the same thing to these fucking people that run these Fortune 500 companies. Yep. Like, it exposes who you really are. And uh, yeah. that's just a, a dangerous I mean, game, man. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Absolutely and when yeah. you feel like you I, can come and go as you please and do whatever you want with there zero being zero consequences, I think that's what most of us would define as that's a pretty absolute power. Like that's yeah. a pretty, pretty heavy hammer to wield. Yeah. I, 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 and again, I encourage you to go read the whole thing. I didn't even scratch the surface about his beard. There's a section on here about his beard. Oh. And okay. Strange World. Uh, also, I didn't even talk about the Mean Girls, but essentially there were three women executives that were telling Chappic that stuff was bad and he didn't listen to them. And then he got kicked out. So the Mean Girls won here. Uh, and yeah, so I'll, I'll stop there. I could keep going. But again, that is a summary of the story. They don't know what they're doing over there at Disney. And the best part about this is that they they Bob Iger is slated to be done with his tenure at the end of 2026, I believe. So okay. they have to pick a successor like soon, like very, you very really, soon. You really think he'll leave? If Honestly, I, I don't think so, because I, I think the, the wild thing to me is like Bob Iger, if he was if he would have had like the self-determination <laughs> and like the willpower not to go back to power, he would have left Disney as the yeah. guy that set it up to be so good. Now yeah. he's back and he's the guy that's rumored to be maybe thinking about selling it to Apple, which 
what what a turn of events like he's the guy who's peddling abc family now i mean that's gonna be his legacy it's wild like he should have just stayed away and like let let it take its course but i don't yeah. think i don't know if his ego or his willpower oh, would allow him to do that he's definitely ego. Yeah. he's definitely his ego my unpopular opinion about some people with legacy just pertaining to this and then not pertaining yeah. to this i think i had to come to grips with not everybody wants to leave a legacy some people just want to do as much as they can while they're living and then once they did it's no longer their problem yep and so like that is such a dangerous place to be because literally they're only racing themselves of like death is the only thing that'll stop them they just want to do as much as they can before death yeah. comes right and yeah. they're not really they don't really give a fuck about leaving a legacy or leaving anything behind necessarily they just want to say that they were the best while they were here Nobody oh yeah touch me i'm dead no longer my problem yeah yeah um and that's yeah. just it's, it's just it's dangerous man it is it it is and i i want to i i found it in this piece so disney is their goal is to choose a new ceo at the beginning of 2025 so essentially they have two years the better part of 16 months right now yeah they got 16 months to figure this out <laughs> good job good luck yep yep um awesome Brian, thank you so much again for uh, for for doing that. Well, thank um, you to everybody who listened and engaged. I know that some people probably don't care about this, but I appreciate you all listening and engaging because this stuff is funny to me. This stuff was hilarious to read, and I'm happy I got to share it with y'all. Hell yeah! I have something that's a little sadder and is Let's a it. like not. It's going to be one of those more of those like, oh man. So I found a great article on Vulture called oh, the yeah. decomposition of rotten tomatoes. Yes. And so for those of you that may not know is that rotten tomatoes has been around for years. Like they've been we've been yeah. using rotten tomatoes since like back when I was in like college. Like we've been this thing has been around for a while. Oh and essentially gosh, the way yeah. it works is there's two scores. It's a summary of reviewer scores both from the newspaper as well as reviewers who work for rotten tomatoes to give it a review and then there's also the public can also submit their review and their assessment of things as well and it it they don't always match up sometimes the reviewers love it and 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 the public hate it and vice versa um what we're finding from like looking at this article is that it may not necessarily be a good metric to make your decisions on why you should see a movie or not, because mm -hmm. there is a pu movie publicity company called Bunker 15. <laughs> Bunker 15 is the one that is responsible for working with Rotten Tomatoes to ensure that movies get publicly recognized and that they get out there more. What we're finding is that this is a PR firm and what they're doing is, is they are paying reviewers $50 oh, to adjust the score. So here's $50. an example. So in 2018, there was a movie starring Daisy, Daisy Ridley called Ophelia. It was supposed to be a take on, a, right. it was a take on a Shakespeare play. It got a 46% initially on Rotten Tomatoes that bunker 15 went to work. And they started boosting that and got that back up to, I think, below the 50% threshold. So if a movie is below 50% okay. on Rotten Tomatoes, it's considered rotten. If it's above, it's maybe not their fresh pick of the week, but it's considered a fresh movie. So if you got a 46%, 
they were going to try to incentivize folks to give it a positive review. Um, yeah. More in, they would sometimes do this in backhanded ways where they would say things like, we need more input from different critics. So <sighs> essentially, if someone said like they wanted to write a review saying that they didn't like it, like it, they would get back to them and then say, nope, you can't. But if I submitted a review saying I love it, they'd be like, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know what? Here's a gift card for $50. Like it's that rewarding Aww. and some of those pieces that were really, really gross. Um, yeah. <clears throat> So essentially, and here's a quote from the piece that says, the writer of a negative review says that Bunker 15 lobbied them to change it. If the critic wanted to get wanted to quote give it a barely overall positive, then I do know then I I do know the editors at Rotten Tomatoes and can get it switched. So they are trying wow. to incentivize folks to give that type of review. Um, and so what ends up happening is they it just it skews the way in which and just think about how many people use rotten tomatoes oh it's on imdb it, it's, it's everywhere yeah. it's you it's used in the promotional materials now yes yes and and so it's the scores are calculated by classifying each reviewer as either positive and negative and then dividing the positives by the total got it Roman's asking, how do you sign up to get paid $50 for positive reviews on Rotten just Tomatoes? Just go there. Just <laughs> just go there. Um, and so one critic said that I read some reviews of my own films where the writer might say he doesn't think I pull something off, but boy, is it interesting the way I don't pull it off. And he says, to me, that's a good review, but it would count as negative. Right. So like anytime that we've talked about a film, we'll sometimes say like, oh, hey, I really, 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 really enjoy getting yeah. like I enjoyed that they took a risk. I don't know if it paid off, but I appreciate right. the risk for us. That's a positive because we like to see filmmakers yes. take the risk. Rotten Tomatoes goes and knows that's a negative review. And so there's no accounting for that level like of enthusiasm. Yeah. And and so things are at the other thing is, is that the threshold for how they make their decisions. So if they only have five people who reviewed a movie, they'll still say it's fresh. I, and so, so the ahead. whole system top to bottom is bunk. Like yeah. it just doesn't work. Brian. I, no, I mean, I tried to look up the Ophelia Rotten Tomatoes review and it's, it's gone. It is, yeah. it is 404. Like they, they know they, they're, they know they're in trouble. Um, yeah is probably the way I would describe this. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, Doug, in, in reading this piece, did it did it seem like they were doing it for smaller movies? Or, like, did it just seem, like, rampant? Or there's just no check? It's so pervasive. It affects everybody. It's just the difference in the way in which, which it affects those smaller films. So, so here's, here's a great example. Ant-Man and Quantumania... Okay. It debuted after the first batch of reviews, the first day. Right. It debuted at a 79%. Okay. Three days later, its rating sank into the 40% range. The movie overall, in terms of its review, slid 69% Jeez. overall, which is the largest slide in Marvel history. What they're saying for smaller movies is what will typically happen. So like at the Venice Film Festival, yeah. The Whale with Brendan Fraser and Netflix mm -hmm. Netflix's Blonde, they okay. debuted at a 84 and 86%. And then 
but they didn't fall off as steeply after. So it seems like sometimes it, the film festival effect happens where a smaller film goes out, sure. it goes to a film festival, all of the critics there love it, and then it gets out and it slides. So it's right. It's hard to judge, but it does seem like they're not applying it like as a we're only trying to make the studios do better. They're a publicity firms, so you could hire them yeah. to say we want to make this a little bit different. So I mean, because I remember Dial of Destiny tried mm-hmm. to do the Top Gun thing where they would premiere at a festival and yep. they would think it would be a friendly audience and it would pump up the Rotten Tomatoes score. Top Gun turned out to be a great movie. Top Gun Maverick turned out to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. We reviewed it here. And then, but for like Indiana Jones and Ant-Man Quantumania, I don't think they premiered at a festival. Let me go back. Dial of Destiny. It's like the same thing happened or like something yeah. happened where it didn't get reviewed well at the <clears throat> festival. But then like, as the month kept going on, the score kept going up. Just mm-hmm. very curious. Like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it's really odd the way in which this works. And at one point in time, you know, this originally Rotten Tomatoes started as a way in which by some friends they wanted to catalog Jackie Chan movies. And so it started out as some kids from UC Berkeley who put together the code, the website to say, yeah, what if we could rank all the Jackie Chan movies like top to bottom? Well, they were the first listicle. I love it. Basically. (laughs) And so they wanted to put that in catalogs it. And then they started to add more and it started to expand. The big thing happened and where sort of the the reckoning came was in 2017, there were a string of movies that came out that got bad reviews. And that would be Baywatch, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, and others. But 2017 was that Baywatch got 17%, Pirates of the Caribbean got 30%. And basically the studio said like, Rotten Tomatoes is ruining how this works. Like it's basically they're coming for of coming for us. And so there was more incentive for them to like get involved in that particular process and on that end of things. So yeah. It's all really, really interesting. I it it seems like and I'm glad that they've maybe pulled all of that down and they've Ford O'Ford a lot of this because uh, yeah. to, be honest, to, to be honest with you, you can't trust any of it anymore. Like it's just it's <sighs> so subject to you know when it gets released and yeah. so that it needs a major rework for sure. Thoughts? I don't give a damn. <laughs> All I realize is all the systems are just corrupt. I, I mean, mean, really, that's all it's just showing me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I see. Okay, well, here's my question. And maybe you kind of already answered this, so you, you could just say yes or no. Did they ever claim themselves to be fair or like a, you know, just mm. system? Or did we just kind of assume that their process is a fair one? I don't, <clears throat> interesting question. I don't I wouldn't say that they would did they explicitly not to get like legalese legally right. on you for sure did they explicitly semantics honestly yeah, yeah did they in explicitly in their article in their advertising say we are a fair and balanced way in which to understand which movies are doing better no D- do they poise and position themselves in the market as such yes yes like because think about it your reputation is if i'm looking for a movie to watch and this is the way a lot of us used it shit i used it like mm-hmm. if i'm trying to make a decision between two movies and i'm not rich which sure rich one to watch 
I'm going to go to Rotten Tomatoes and say, both of these came out. The ticket is $12. Where do I want to spend my $12? Right. So right. I'm going to say the one that has the higher Rotten Tomatoes store is the one I'm going to go to. But now what we're finding is that may not necessarily be mm -hmm. accurate, truthful, or even a reliably, you know, in terms I mean, of like statistics, not even a statistically significant way in which to measure how good a movie is. And right. so I, they never would say, yes, we did it. But then they would say like, maybe, maybe not. I just want right. to point out on their website, on their website, the tomato meter score based on the opinions of hundreds of film and television critics is a trusted measurement of critical recommendation for millions of fans. So it's, I feel like the language is so, it's so flowery that mm -hmm. it's like, it's a trusted measurement for critical recommendations for fans. Like, yeah, there's just so yeah. much wiggle room, but they absolutely poise themselves as like, no, this is a, it's, 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 it's a metric. We yeah, measure yeah. it like it's a fair um, system when it's when it's just not. I mean, I mean, it's all it's all the signs there. You're absolutely right, Marcus. Hmm. So here's mm -hmm. and here's the other piece of that. They say hundreds of people currently as of 2018, they had three thousand five hundred critics that they approved to be tomato meter approved. So people who could actually influence the tomato meter or not of those new members. The company says 50 percent are women. 24% are people of color. Rotten Tomatoes also says that with individuals who identify as LGBTQ+, or they say have a disability factored in, 66% of new critics come from underrepresented groups. Cool. So, good for them. Don't, but don't see a don't, problem there. Yeah, right. Like, like Diversity and bullshit is still diversity, but also it's still bullshit. So, <laughs> right. I mean, right. I just... Yeah, and like, so don't yeah, don't oof. don't say like, oh man, it's only five, only it's only a few hundred folks. It's four thousand people. Yeah, that's you're diluting your you're diluting your responses. Like, damn, that is uh, yeah, wow, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say today. I mean, I just feel like it's another another system bites the dust. Like you you yeah yeah you, I agree. You know, can you trust it moving forward? You have to make your own decisions, honestly. Like, if, if mm -hmm. to me, that's the thing that boils down to it most. Like, I don't use Rotten Tomatoes. I could honestly care less. I don't refer to it at <laughs> all. Like, I think I refer to it on this podcast because yeah. it's, like, part of the movie realm that we talk about. But for me, I'm going to go watch a movie anyway. Yeah. And I think it's important, like, <clears throat> we've... Oh man, Brian, stay on focus. I have a whole diatribe about how like our generation doesn't trust systems and, and yeah. what effect that's having on us. That's for the radical pod that I'm on. Um, but <laughs> like, check us out on the bonus. Check check us out check, on the bonus. Check, check no, it out on kidding. Eat the Rich in Black and White. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Our bonus episode's about J. Cole. Way way it way is. way different. Um, so excited. But I systems and institutions are under a particular scrutiny i would say over the past three years mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before about how this has affected what people watch and like yeah. what they're spending their time on we talked about this with the box office and i think for here rotten tomatoes was a way to cut through it all mm -hmm. it was a way to get you get a number is it good is it bad and people People wanted that because the, the past few years have been really tough with a lot of gray. Um, so mm -hmm. going to a site like Rotten Tomatoes, it made enjoying things easier. And I think with this news and as it gets around, 
this is why people follow influencers or people follow certain TikTok accounts Absolutely. or certain YouTube accounts, Absolutely. even our podcast, maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, and <laughs> that because people don't trust those institutions, people aren't yep. trusting all these reviewers. Like if they're with a company or if they're with a, with a certain outlet, mm-hmm. they're trusting more of folks that can be personable and relate because they, they don't trust these systems. Um, so I, like, this is, I feel like a natural result of that. And you're going to just, you're going to see more people just taking movie recommendations, not from these bigger names. Yep. Yep. And that's, I mean, it's again, I think that's a, you said it best, Brian. That's yeah, Brian, just, you cooking tonight, Brian. Damn. Oh, shucks. Chef yeah. Brian. Hey, Yep. all three of uh, us in the kitchen. Yeah. But like, I'm just like making sure the plates are there. Like you've like put this whole meal together. Um, Marcus, any news from you, sir? I just wanted, just very, very lightly, just kind of wanted to talk about some local things that are happening. Um, no, because it. of all of the um, the pushbacks with the movie. So um, there's been a lot of delays to 2024, a lot of the movies that were supposed to be coming out here oh, in November man. and everything, like Dune is one of them. So yep. our local Vermilion Theater, it is having kind of a bumpy month in the movie business, and they made a post about it. So I'm just going to read the post. Okay. Um it's a bumpy month in the movie business. We're keeping the heel this weekend, which means um, Thursday will be your last chance to catch Golda. And here's a Snapchat of the lineup. My Big Fat Week Greek Wedding 3 in the heel. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 in the Nun, the creator, Haunting in Venice. Oh, yeah. The Exorcist Believer, the creator, Taylor Swift, the heiress tour, the Exorcist Believer. Um, Taylor Swift, the heiress tour, I think is going to stay a month in our theater, which for us is a... I think it's a wow. long time. That's a long time. Big t- Doug, a big deal. Taylor Swift reaches yeah. out again. Yeah. Full circle moment. Fucking He's get, a fan, fucking, man. No, fucking get that bag, man. Like, I mean, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the thing. The fact that the fact that I want nothing more than good things for her, considering now that WB went. Uh, no, thank yeah. you. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's incredible. That's, mm-hmm. Here's the thing I will say. <clears throat> and there Careful. are certain members of our community that I hang out with on a regular basis that say they won't go see it at Vermilion Theaters because it doesn't have the era's tour bucket that you can buy with it. Don't fucking do that. Like, oh my God. this movie theater needs the money. Okay. Yeah. It's a fucking popcorn okay. bucket that you will eat out of maybe Here. twice, and then Here. it'll collect dust. And let me speak to you. Let me speak to you, Eras <laughs> Tour Taylor Swift people, okay? I'm not, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Swifty, but I'm not, I'm not one of you, but I'm a Star Wars fan, and I know what it's like to want a dumb piece of memorabilia that, that is very limited. I understand you. I get where you're coming from. Here's the thing. You can buy that on eBay you in like can. a month for like $10. Just trust me and go support your local theater instead. Okay. Yes. Thanks for the thanks for the huddle. Go go back to listening to Or if it's really now. important that you All get the, the bucket, give me a couple days notice. I'll go out and make you a fucking <laughs> swift bucket. Like Films in black and white. Bucket. Taylor Swift buckets here. That's Swift bucket. Yeah. We can start an Etsy store. We'll start that yeah, shit right yeah. now. Oh my Don't gosh, you worry. yes. Yeah. Don't yes. you worry. So what era bucket are you in? Maggie, get in here. I'm in cheddar popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie, get in here. We're making an Etsy shop. That's hilarious. No, I just, it's going to be, it's going to be rough just because, you know, everything gets delayed. And for me, none of those movies to me are my alley. It's a lot of scary movies for some strange reason. I don't know if that's just the pattern of like November movies, but you know. I just feel bad. Our local theater is going to, it's going to get hit hard because there's just nothing that is like of the popular movies that are just here. Right. 
you know, support your local theaters if you can. Still try to support the theater as best you can. But it's it's going to get rough, y'all, with the strike, with the writer strike. Now we're going to start seeing and, um, exactly what this looks like. And I mean, we're in it. They're they're hiring executives. They're they're, they're hiring people to to do this, which means they're not spending that money to make yeah. a deal. Fixing it. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Here we are. Uh, Marcus, thank you. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Get out to the local theater support. And if your community has one, if you don't live in Burma and you hear us, get out to your community and find one that you can support. So, um, but yeah, support the dollar theaters too, man. We got to keep the the, mm-hmm. the dollar theaters around that show yeah. the old movies, man. You know, those are, those are as a kid, very essential to my love of, you know, who I am and, you know, my growing up. So, you know, keep those movie theaters alive, man. A hundred percent. Gentlemen, anything else you all would like to chat about on this week's episode? No. Outstanding. Um, then, uh, Brian, what do you have to plug? Hey, folks. Uh, I'm here to t- talk to you about Color Me Confetti. It's an Etsy shop, and when you go to Etsy.com, it's all one word. Color Me Confetti. My wife runs a printable decorations shop with her sister. They are for all occasions. Are you, and, and it's great for people who maybe you just want one banner that celebrates a birthday. You don't want to buy a whole, I don't know, a whole PJ mask set. You just, you can just buy the one banner and be done. Call it a day. Don't spend 20 bucks trying to get all this, you know, trademark stuff. Just, just, just buy it. Just buy the banner. Anyway, color me confetti on Etsy. All one word. Absolutely. Thank you, Brian. Marcus, what do you got? Make sure you go follow the mantra, never offended, always humble, you know what I mean, or Noah. So uh, go ahead, go buy yourself some merch. Uh, the cup that y'all see for um, another Monday playlist or another summer uh, summer Monday playlist Ooh, nice. um, is available on our store right now. It is the Smiley, Never Offended, Always Humble coffee cup, or you can get it as a thermal or a mug. Whatever you do, go buy yourself some merch. Go listen to some music, some soul ties, some Marcus J. Destin, but whatever you do, follow the mantra, Never Offended, Always Humble. Absolutely. Um, I want to shout out. Um, <clears throat> I want to say, if you like this particular podcast, uh, mm-hmm. share us with a friend or a family member. Uh, that's the best way that we get some traction. Um, I also want to shout out really, really quickly. Um, Mason Sellers for being the latest person to join the Patty family. <gasps> Mason, welcome Mason. to the Patty family. Mason, We're happy you're well, here. Mason, and that's look, crazy. Be- <laughs> Be like Mason if you want to join. If you want to support that the is pod. crazy. Wait, hold the fuck on. Nobody told me my little brother was joining the day. I know. I wanted, your, I wanted your. Rea- I wanted your. I wanted your reaction. Oh, this is nice. Uh, yeah. Mace. Love you, brother. Uh, yeah. So hey, be like Mason. Sign up to join the Patty family. Uh, help support independent podcasts. Um, but more importantly, like I said, share us with a friend or a family Mace. member. But Love the you. most important thing is that we have a three-step process to success. Brian, what's that first step? Hey, folks, the first step in this process is to read a book. And uh, it can be any book. You've heard me talk about this on the Mm -hmm. pod before, but I really mean it. Because right now, my life is so busy, and I uh, it's hard to just sit and read a book. It's September. Like, work's picking up. The kids are in school. It's fall. I got to do yard work. I got to do more yard work to get ready for fall. I don't have a lot of time for a book. But you know what I do have? Uh, A graphic novel, which is a book. Because I'm reading the lives and deaths of Wolverine, which Doug recommended. And you know what? It doesn't need to be a challenge. It doesn't need to be something new. You can just read a book for fun and it can be as hard or as easy as you want it to be. So just read a book, anything. 
Yeah, I forgot absolutely. to plug something else. Um, Please. As I go to this next phase, drink some water or join me Friday at CC's Cocktail <laughs> Lounge as I will be DJing um, a night uh, Friday night vibes R&B yeah. playlist at CC's Cocktail Lounge yeah. at the Outlook here in Vermilion, South Dakota, downtown. You want to do a little date night? You want to do a little jam session? Yeah, with your friends. I do. Um, we will have a very special menu available that night specifically for this event, but I'll just be curating the vibes there. Wow. Um, meet me at CC's at 7 p.m. Vermilion downtown. Yes, you ready. Um, if I don't want to make it a date night, but I just want to come support you for a little bit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That, okay. Just I, I'm sure a single that's... man hosting. a. It's it's just a vibe night. You know what I mean? If you want to make it a date night, you can. If you just want to come and hang with your bro. That's also acceptable. Good to know. That's what yeah, I great question, that, great question. That was the important question. thing to me. Great question. Great question. Um, the last step is to like, look, if Bob Iger does it, <laughs> you should probably be doing it. Wash your ass. <laughs> Wash your ass. And if you can, twice. Okay. If Bob Iger like, does it. Like, you know, get, he just, he gets up in the morning yeah. and he doesn't like to let anything sit up in there and fester. And so he goes again and he does it in the evening because who wants to bring some of that disgusting ass right. to the red carpet event? You are bringing nah. that same level of disgusting with you throughout your day. So be sure to at least wash yep. your ass once. Yep. And on days where it's appropriate and maybe you're in the humidity like Florida, do it twice because, yeah. again, you know, treat yourself. You know you know who didn't probably? Bob Chappick. He didn't have a shower. He, in his he didn't have a shower. He, he couldn't. Not. And look he what did. happened to him. He's yep. unemployed. Boy got, sucker. Boy got his ass fired for not being yeah. able to wash his yeah. ass. Piece of, sh- piece of shit. Ass hit. Uh, uh, that's, oh, yeah. And that's what we got. That's this week's episode of Films of Black and White. We'll be back next week with a Barbie review, which is exciting. We know we're a little bit late. Oh, fuck. That's okay. Uh, and then, yeah, so we'll be getting into I'm that. I'm so excited. But, I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, but in the meantime and in the between time, uh, Mason, Brian owes you a cup of coffee. <laughs> Roman. He right. got Brian. Yo, Roman, do not let you. You don't Dude, even go let you forget. Man, That's, accountability. Forget. That's incredible. Accountability. Um, yeah. Can so, somebody spell available for me real quick? I'm trying to. Oh, this one I oh, always get wrong. Available? Is it A-V-A-I-L-A-B-L-E. That's what I thought. It just never looks right. It just doesn't look right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. S U C C E S S. Wait. Yep. S U C C E S S. Yep. Now spell process. Nope. Um, This is not not spelling me in black and white. We don't need to do it. Um, That does it for this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, We'll be back next week with another great Join us in the bonus. We talking J. Cole. We we got a bonus we're recording after this about J. Cole. So we're excited to drop that to our family, Patty family, at a later date. Uh, But, yeah, uh, hopefully you all have a great rest of your date. We'll be back next week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We love you all. We appreciate you all. We'll catch you all next week. I'm yawning so much I got tears in my eyes.